You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Miss Cynthia, welcome to Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. I appreciate you for joining the conversation. I'm excited. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this is this is great. Um, you know, you're you're a woman of inspiration, right? Um, I think you have great things going on, and I, and I find your story to be very inspirational from what I know about your story. But I'm interested to kind of hear more and, and sharing your story with the with the with the listeners because you know with this podcast it's all about talking to entrepreneurs getting those stories from them and sharing those gems with all of us so all of us can learn from each other you know because it's like if you're an entrepreneur your family because we're all going through the same things right no matter what <laughs> exactly or whatever you're yes exactly it is so true and right. we you know, we do have our own separate business where we actually help people to start up their own businesses. So, um, you know, we love to see people just flourish in that area as well. So, you know, we have a couple of businesses of our own and, you know, it feels good. It feels good to be with like-minded people and inspiring people to keep going. You can do this, okay? Even in this season, you can still do it. Indeed. (laughs) I was talking to someone, they were saying, you know, like, in entrepreneurs, like the job is looking at the unknown and thinking that you can accomplish it. You know, you gotta be a little crazy. <laughs> yes, exactly. You gotta think outside of the box, okay? 100%, that's my dad. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, Mr. Okay. where are you from? I am actually born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I had no idea, okay. So, uh, so what what part of Fort Lauderdale were you raised in? I was raised in the um, the Royal Palm area and Lockdale area. Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we grew up over in that area, and we still have family and friends that live over there, and we still keep in contact with all you know with our family and our friends that's over there. You know, it's so funny when you grow up in like a neighborhood like that, you become you know close knit, where even if you've lost contact with the people you still have contact because if something happens, they still come to your rescue. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's amazing. And from what I know about Larkdale, I have a few uh, friends that are from that area and it still feels as though the community aspect is still yeah. there. And that's amazing. It's true. That's amazing in 2021. Yeah, So tell me, what's it like growing up in Larkdale? Um, growing up in Larkdale, I mean, it was, it was nice. I mean, we didn't have... Um, it's changed a lot, I'm sure. But you know, growing up, you know, we grew. Up, I grew up in the era where, um, if our parents said something or if our neighbors said something to us, our neighbors had the okay to discipline us. So if we did something down the street, our neighbors could actually discipline us. And by the time we get home, they have called our parents, and our parents are now disciplining us. So you got. It's called double jeopardy. Right, right, right. <laughs> you get punished for the same crime twice. So yeah, that's the era wow. I lived in. Wow. Okay. So what were you up to as as a young lady? What were you thinking in your head? Like, what did you want to be when you when you grew up? I know it's a generic question, but 
What do you want to be? In actuality, um, I actually wanted to be an attorney. Wow. And I am so far away from that right now. It's not even funny, but I still, um, I can honestly say that I still have that drive for it, um, but I did not forcibly pursue it. Uh, I wind up taking other avenues and, um, you know, sometimes you, I'm not going to say I regret it, but sometimes I wonder how my life would have been if I had gone that route. Right. I, I would I say life, not though. quite as fun because uh, <laughs> attorneys, <laughs> all the attorneys I know, they, you know, they, they have, they're so hyped up about becoming the attorney. Then when they become it, they're like, ah. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, but see, I want to do corporate law. I didn't want to do um, family law or any like that. I just wanted to do corporate law. And what did I wind up doing? I just wound up doing um, government. So um, oh, I, I worked at the sheriff's oh, office for 31 years and I retired um, at the age of 50. So, wow, that's a, we got to get into that because that's a very young age to retire in the U.S. <laughs> Okay, I retired just from there, but I still have uh, other businesses that I work. And so therefore, I think I work more now than I did then. So no. 100%. But you retire from the from the, the corporate structure, I should say. Correct. I did. I retired wow. from the corporate structure. And, um, you know, it's, it's a difference. Um, and I feel like if you can venture out on somebody else's job and give them 110%, you should be able to give yourself that same 110% for your own business and then a little bit more because you dictate your worth, not on a job, they dictate your worth. Indeed, indeed. I, I agree with that 100%. It's interesting. Um, okay, so you end up working for the sheriff's office and do you start to develop your businesses during that time? And what was the inspiration behind developing your business? Because I know people, um, the, the scariest thing for me when I used to be in corporate, I actually worked in law. I was a paralegal. And when I worked in law, I would meet coworkers, you know, 60, 70 years old. Uh, and they would tell me like, oh, this is a good job. I'm going to be here. You know, you should, you should keep this job. And Nothing wrong with that. I just had this conversation earlier with a good friend of mine. Shout out to Dre. Uh, we were talking about the difference between entrepreneurs and people who keep nine to fives and how sometimes the entrepreneurial mindset people will demonize the nine to fivers. But mm. you can't have one without the other, right? So you need Correct. people who are entrepreneurial. And you yeah. need people who want to work nine to fives. Correct. Right. I, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneurial person. I can't do a nine to five. Right. Like I, I did yeah. that and it drove me crazy. But yeah. I have friends of mine who said, I am super comfortable in my job, you know, working my way up the ladder and doing this for the rest of my life. I'm fine with that. And so, wh where did the inspiration for you, right, coming from, coming from building your own business and then retiring from that uh, structure at 50? Okay, so listen, I grew up from two parents that literally um, poured into us about having the stability of a retirement fund. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my father and my mother always said, you know, you need to go get a job, um, a good paying job that's going to provide you with good benefits and um, that's going to, you know, you'll be able to retire from. Okay, I get it. However, um, I've put in 31 years there. But during that same time, during those years, I've always had a business on the side. Um, I've always longed to be an entrepreneur. Um, I've had some business ventures that, you know, were okay. Um, and in actuality, um, when I first started the my Tri-County business, it actually started out being Tri-County medical management because I was doing medical billing. But then we've had so many people um, to contact us and be like, okay, you can do the billing, but can you do our books? Because they knew that I was doing accounting with the sheriff's office. And I I ran away from it because I'm like, I'm doing accounting for the sheriff's office all day long. I do not want to be bothered with doing nobody else's books that way. That ain't what I want to do. Well, guess what? What do I do? Hey, the demand was there. <laughs> the demand was there. And I constantly had people ask me, can you please do my books? Can you please do my books? And finally, I had this one friend that, you know, said, sis, I've been through so many bookkeepers and accountants and they just keep messing me up. Can you just please set me up? And then, um, you know, I know you say you don't want to do it, but I'm in a dire need. So can you please help me? Remind you, I'm still doing doctor's offices on the other side. And my daughter, she was actually in college at the time and she and I were very, very close. So um, I was talking to her about it and she was like, mommy, just do it, just do it. You know, mm-hmm. if he needs you, just go ahead and do it. Just t- take them out and take, you know, take on this account just for, you know, see how it is and go from there. Well, I took on that account. And um, I continued to take on more accounts and to continue to take on more accounts. And then after she graduated from college, um, I added her onto the business and literally um, she brought in new ideas, new ventures. Uh, we added in uh, new business startup and Um, business coaching. We was doing business consulting at the time, which is just identical to business coaching. (laughs) Except for business consulting, you get paid less. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know, we implemented those procedures in um, our Robner Elevation Group and, you know, that just soared. And after I retired, Um, Actually, it was before I retired. I always wanted to write a book. And well, well, let's 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 pause before we get into that. Okay, because we're going to go into the second venture of how we transferred from that business life into where we are right now with another business. (laughs) Right. So you tease the next segment, right? I have want to kind of backtrack one a little bit and then we go right back into that so i want to talk about the decision of retiring so you've been building these businesses right you're building the business you're getting clients more clients more clients and then something clicks where you're like okay i might have to let this job go in order for me to service these clients properly right how big of a decision is that for you okay 
literally that wasn't my decision. That's not how it actually went. Okay. Um, because I was actually where I was in my job. I was, you know, I was making really, I'm pretty good money. Um, I cut back on certain responsibilities. So I didn't have um, the management part anymore because, you know, when the sheriff's office took that cut, my position was one of the ones that was cut. However, I still stayed on, um, but not technically having the same responsibilities, but really. So long story short, making that short, is that um, I had been going through some things. Um, and I've always had a relationship with God, like always had a relationship with God. And God had me doing certain things and he had been speaking to me. But prior to him speaking to me and telling me, you know, what was my next step, um, he had spoke to my daughter and, you know, she came to me and she's like, mommy. Um, and we was in church together and she was like, God said he wants you to, you know, he told me he wants you to give him some the date. And I was like, I'm looking sideways. I'm like, well, if he could talk to you, why he didn't talk to me? <laughs> he got my number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believed her, but I was like, I knew that she wanted me to retire also. So um, I said, okay, we'll see. We'll see. So, you know, months go by. And then a friend of mine, um, I'm on my way to work, but I'm bypassing the office to go to Walmart <laughs> first. And my friend calls me and she's like, um, where you at? And I said, oh, girl, I'm going to go over here to Walmart before I run into the office or whatever. And she was like, you know, God spoke to me and told me to tell you to give him some dates. And I'm like, again, this is me. I was like, well, Okay, but he didn't tell me the same thing. So he didn't tell me. So I'm going to be patient and wait for him to talk to me. So that's two. So God is like, you know, I got to deal with this one different. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to so give her the signs. You know, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, one day I'm sitting at my desk in the office and he says, I need you to go downstairs to benefits and I need you to hear what your retirement package is going to be. And I was like, hmm. Okay, so I go down. He said, don't do anything, just, you know, go listen. And I had, I did, I went down and I listened and I heard what they had to say. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, oh, okay. Right, okay. <laughs> I haven't looked okay. at this in a long time. <laughs> so um, I get back to my desk and I'm like, okay, what was I supposed to do with this information? Nothing. I just needed you to listen. I said, okay. So um, a few days go by and he says to me, um, I need you to fill out the paperwork and put a date down. So yes. So I was like, put a date down. But before, while I was going through my, whatever I was going through, um, I kept seeing these numbers that kept coming up to me which was just so ironic because um, one of the numbers was 911 and the other one was 118. 118 is actually my birthday. Um, so I was like, mm. I was like, what date am I supposed to you know, put down? Because here we are in November. So I was like, well, what date am I supposed to put down? So in my mind, I was thinking that 
maybe the 119 was the date. Um, so I put that on the paperwork and um, so he was like, okay. So we went through that little process or whatever. And later on, he spoke to me and told me he wanted me to check the pay peer end date and for me to put down the pay peer end date, which the pay peer end date was actually 118. Oh, wow. So, um, so I put that date down. Don't do nothing. Just put it in your inbox. So the whole time, if it's in anybody had gone to my desk, they would have seen the paperwork on my desk in my <laughs> inbox <laughs> that said retiring on January the 18th. But he told me not to do anything, right? So I did nothing. And on um, Christmas Eve of 2018, he said to me, today is the day. And um, that day, I actually was on vacation and we went in and we turned in my paperwork. Wow. So I retired on my 50th birthday. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Did you have any reservations or any fear? <laughs> of course you do. What were those thoughts like? Because I, I questioned myself of did I really hear him? I mean, I've always, I know what his voice is. I know when he's speaking to me, but I did question it. I was like, look. Am I just listening to and, and posing it that this is where I should be or what I should be doing? But I knew without a doubt that that was what he said to me. Um, and I got it. I understood what he was saying. So, and I understood why. Right. Because right. all the things that took place thereafter, me, I, there's no way that I could have been on that job and still do his work plus my work on their time. It's right. not feasible. So, right. I got right. it. Okay. okay, interesting. So, what's next for you after that? Right, we we teased that you wanted to write a book. <laughs> what came along? So, what came along is I actually was in the process of writing a book, which was in that month of November of twenty eighteen. Um, around that time, I had started writing a book. Um, I've always wanted to be an author. I always was like, oh, you know, I, I want to be an author. I want to write my own books. And that was just something that I wanted to do for my own personal space. You know, you know, you have those things that you want to accomplish, you know, for your accolades, but you also have something that you want to accomplish for your own inner peace. And that was something I always wanted to do for my inner peace, not for the accolades. And um, so writing the book, I got to a point where I had writer's block and I had um, two accountability partners, one my daughter and the editor, my editor. And my editor, they was like, you know, they were on me to, hey, you know, where we at? You know, you say you wanna meet this date, where's the stuff? And I had nothing to give. So I literally was like, you know how you go to, to avoid people so that you can't tell them you you, you can't produce, <laughs> which is all the things I tell people not to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> so um, he actually caught me at church and he cornered me. He said, I need something by tomorrow. Wow. So this wow. is on a Sunday and I leave church. I go home. 
and I pray. I was like, okay, God, you know, I need to give him something by tomorrow. Um, they're asking, and this is something that I say I wanted to do, and I'm not moving forward. So God actually told me he wanted me to push the book to the side. I can do that later because he had a different assignment for me and that he wanted me to publish um, the uh, devotional planner that was all encompassed of the things that he gave me in three days. Wow. Wow. So when you told the, uh, the uh, editor, excuse me, this is my wife calling me. Let me just, sorry. She's calling me two times in a row. Hey, I'm on a podcast. Okay. Yeah, she texted me. She called me two times in a row. I was gonna make sure she's yeah, okay. you want to make sure that everything's good. Exactly right. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, um, when you when you tell him that, hey, God is telling me that I'm gonna release a devotional planner. What did he say? Did he say, "All right, <laughs> where's the book"? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, listen, this is the funny part because my daughter and I, we're so close that I actually went to her first and I said, you know, um, you know, God gave me something else that he wanted me to do. And I explained it to her and she was good with it once I, I gave her the details behind it, but I don't know that she, that she bought in or she's seen God's vision until later. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are that way. They don't see what's inside of the planner until they start working the planner. And my editor, he, um, you know, after I explained it to him, he too was like, okay, sis, I, you know, I got you. Um, let's move forward, let's switch and let's move forward and get it done. And so they both were very supportive. Um, I have a very supportive family and a very supportive team. So mm -hmm. I thank God for them because God put the right people in the right place at the right time. So it helped and it made it an easier transition. Um, but also we know that the book is just on the back burner for it to manifest later in God's time, not in my time. Right, right. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you guys go forth and you publish the planner. Mm -hmm. So what what's the goal with the planner? If you give me like a sentence or two that, that describes your goal with the planner, what is it? Um, my goal, my assignment for the planner is just how God gave it to me. He wants me to... Um, so that other people can connect to him. And that is what it is. It's a tool and a resource to get more connected, um, a better relationship with God, while also having the necessary tools and resources to be successful in your daily living. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you still have your other businesses running. Um, you have the planner, right? You have the devotional mm -hmm. planner, right? You have an entire community associated mm -hmm. with the planner, right? Mm -hmm. You have lives that you do, Instagram lives. You do a live talk show that you do, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. How are you balancing this all? What? How do you? How do you balance? Tell me. Do you have a daily routine that you follow? What is it? 
Uh, one, I used the planner. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I used the planner because it does provide you with all of the tools that you need to be successful. Um, it has goals. Um, it has your purpose page, um, your daily pages, um, your tracking for um, your monthly goals, budget trackers. It has achievement trackers. It has everything, vision board. It has everything for you to walk in that journey um, for you to be successful. So I definitely use my planner. And it also helps that I have a wonderful team that supports me, that's there to help me um, with making sure that we meet the deadlines, that we um, we can, I can do so much, but without you having the proper people and the team in place, it, it's all going to fall into shambles if you don't have a good team. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that good team and that good support that's going to be on the same mindset with you to help you stay balanced because I can't do it all. And it does ha the same way that, you know, it says that it takes a village to raise a kid. Mm -hmm. It takes a village to raise a successful business as well. 100%. And I didn't realize that until I got a little older. Mm -hmm. You know, people who listen to this podcast, uh, if you do listen to this podcast, you know my story. If you don't, you know, I was kind of, I came up in like the hustle, hustle, hustle environment mm -hmm. um, in South Beach and things like that. That's what we did. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And I didn't realize that you had to have a, an efficient team that works mm -hmm. together to build something beautiful, right? I didn't realize that until much later, until I transitioned out of that arena and really got into small business marketing. It didn't, cause I used to think, oh, you just build a business by yourself and you maybe contract some friends and that's it, right? That's mm -hmm. my 19 year old, 20 year old brain. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but you start to realize as you progress and you become you know, more experienced that you can't mm -hmm. do it all by yourself. You can't. You you have to have a team. If you if you don't, you'll burn yourself out, and eventually you your business out. will fail because your business relies on you. So, yeah. you know, very very yeah. interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, I have two questions for you. Well, actually, okay. actually three. So, <laughs> <laughs> one, I'm interested. So, if you had to give a piece of advice to someone who is in their career and they have these ideas that they wanna pursue, but they seem like they're so bogged down by their job, they don't have the time to do it, this and that, right? You balance multiple businesses while working and then you eventually went off to, uh, to launch a planner and do that, do that in your businesses by itself without the corporate structure. But there's someone out there listening to this podcast right now who's at their desk, they're working or they're working from home right now because of COVID and <laughs> they're stressed and they have this idea. They have this small business that they want to give their all. Mm -hmm. What word of advice can you give that person? One, um, I would say um, don't give up on your dreams and push to pursue. And I say that because as long as you have an idea and you don't act on it, there's no action behind the idea, it's still just an idea. Mm -hmm. But if you put action behind it, it builds purpose. When you build purpose, 
you get that 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 drive to move forward. So you would definitely have to um, push forward to to even implement and to bring it to fruition. And if you have that entrepreneur spirit or drive, connect with other like-minded people so that you can see, because sometimes we can be with friends that always wanna go out, always wanna do this, wanna party, this and that. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have to change your mindset because you're gonna have to tell people no a lot so that you can accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. I had to leave a lot of, I had to say no to a lot of things, but at the end for my retirement party, people understood the no's because they became yeses. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So this is last two questions here. Second one, what's next for you? What What's next for you? What's next for the team? What's next for the planner? What do you have up your sleeve that you can, that you can let the listeners know about that's not top secret classified information? <laughs> okay. So we have, um, we have Robner Elevation Group, which is our um, bookkeeping business. We do new business startup and business coaching. Um, that's running. So we're still, we're accepting new clients on that. But what we have next is with the plans of the righteous, um, we publish devotional planners. We have a Facebook group, which is plans of the righteous Facebook group. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. But what we just started, launch, we're getting ready to launch now is some courses for, <laughs> yeah, we're going to launch some courses um, for the planner. Um, and it's not necessarily for the planner, it's for your success. Um, we, are a face, we are a faith-based community mm-hmm. building success stories using biblical principles. That's what our drive is. And so success stories can mean new businesses, new, um, new, new positions, right. Um, right. increase, um, just success all around. And with us driving for success, we want to provide you with all the tools and the resources for you to have that success using biblical principles. And we're also going to launch off um, group coaching. So those are the two main things that are coming to um, us. And we already have a talk show, which is Plans of the Righteous Real Talk. So so where can people find the planner? Where can people find the Facebook group? Where can people find you? Okay. Um, People can find me at CynthiaLRobinson.com. or you can find me on Facebook at Cynthia Robinson. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cynthia L. Robinson. You can find the planner page on Instagram, which is Plans of the Righteous Planner, and also on Facebook, the same. Um, the community is Plans of the Righteous Facebook group. Um, and we have our website. You can find the planner on www.plansoftherighteous.com. And you'll have access to all of our tools and our resources from there. So there's so much to come. And also we have different events. We host um, virtual vision board parties. um, And we, you know, everything we put on our Facebook page. 
well, on our Facebook page and also on the website. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this is my last and final question. Uh, everyone gets this question. Okay. First of all, it's a double, it's a double question, I guess. Uh, are you a coffee drinker? <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, since I left the, the corporate world, <laughs> I would drink just so that I can have a little coffee with my creamer. <laughs> Okay. Are you more of a tea person then? I am more of a tea person. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No offense taken. Okay. 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 All right. So let's, let's ask you a question then. So when you wake up in the morning and you get that first sip of tea, what's the first thought that enters your head? Um, what's my, what's my day going to be like? Um, first of all, I open up with prayer. And second of all, you know, I forgot to mention that we just launched <laughs> on our, um, in our Facebook group, we just launched an accountability group. So I have to be on at 630 in the morning. <laughs> okay. And you're like, take a, take a sip of tea, say a prayer. And you're like, I got to get on the internet. I got to get on this accountability call. <laughs> <laughs> so it's prayer, it's sip, Pray work. <laughs> That's the name of this episode, by the way. And pray some more. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Everything done. That's the name of the episode. Sip, pray, work. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Miss Cynthia, it's been such an honor to have you on the podcast. I really enjoy speaking with you. Definitely a lot of gems that you dropped today. I think there's a lot of inspiration there for people who, who are interested in maybe pursuing entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. listening to a different type of story, right? Because we, we hear that story all the time, like mine, where it's like, I get frustrated and I leave my job and I go for broke. <laughs> but you have another, a different type of situation where you worked that corporate structure for, for many years and then it got to a point where you're like, you know what? God is telling me to do something else. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to hear that side of the coin. So I find like a lot of gems that were dropped that people can learn from it. And uh, yeah. So listen, if you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate you for listening. As always, make sure you follow Miss Cynthia. Make sure you go to Plans of the Righteous Planner. It's managed by ACC. <laughs> <laughs> so go check that out on Instagram and Facebook. Also uh, join the community. Like she said, it is packed with benefits. We got live groups, accountability partners, courses coming soon, affirmations, everything you need to improve your walk in Christ. That's where you need to be. Join the join the join the Facebook community. Do yourself a favor and follow everything she has going on and go to Plans of the Righteous Planner, right? Purchase a planner for yourself and, and a friend. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a lot for me to say, but um <laughs> everything that I just said. <laughs> so thank you as always guys thank you for listening peace blessings cheers thank you <laughs> <laughs>